We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Yo, we're back. (laughs) Dice It Up show is here again. Ice, it is so great to see you. You too, fam. You too. Even though I saw you, we celebrated your birthday together, which is great in New York. Yes, I, I always get this feeling that you're older than me because your maturity and the way you carry yourself but uh you're not not Um, you hyping me up no i'm not for everyone out there i just turned 30 uh and my dog turned three we had a little little shindig at the the crib in manhattan and ice graced us with their presence along with some other great friends great time then we went and saw the liberty clinch against the dream in person ice you were basically courtside good seats thank you my friend good seats (laughs) of course of course um well you got a season of covering the w under your belt uh for those of you who haven't listened to the dice it up show on the her hoop stats podcast ice is a color commentator for the connecticut sun this year uh ice biggest takeaways from this season yeah one um i just have so much respect for the women in the w like as a broadcaster traveling with the team, doing the home games, all the games besides the national games, um, a lot of respect for just how the women day in and day out are able to perform. Like so many games, all of the traveling, battling through injuries, coming back from overseas, not having a lot of time off and then getting right into that season. I mean, I was exhausted and I was only calling games. Uh, and trying to do cardio workouts game day. I mean, it was just, it was a lot for me as somebody who was new to it again and traveling with the team, but, and so thankful for that opportunity too. I think that really allowed me to just connect more with, you know, the players and coaches um, and really appreciated the, you know, the sun for that, just the way I was able to connect with the jazz Thomas on the sun or DJ Carrington or some of the coaches and trainers, like everyone from top to bottom just was really cool to connect with on the team. Um, And so I really appreciated that. I think, you know, Brendan is, uh, has become one of my favorites quickly. Like just, it was so much fun working with Brendan and building a relationship with him. Um, 
I think we had developed some really good chemistry, which was awesome. Um, and so it was, it was easy to work with him. It was easy to go to work and be like, all right, but I'm working with you, you know, like, all right, I'm talking to you. Um, so yeah, it was, it was great. Honestly. Um, it just, I, I just, the biggest takeaway for me was the amount of respect I have for the women in the league who play at this high level and travel and play all these games and deal with all the issues that come in between and just the way they handle it. It is truly amazing to see when you have a front row seat. I can only imagine being that close every single day to all these players. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And I can definitely co-sign you and Brenda were awesome. Uh, for those of you who probably didn't realize you heard ice's voice all the time. If you watch <laughs> the sun games, but, uh, it was her and Brendan flashing and a uh, big fan of him and mm-hmm. all the work he's doing. And, uh, hopefully that dream team gets back together, uh, one of these seasons, you know, yeah. well, you talked about the respect for the players and, uh, obviously you didn't just see the sun. You saw everybody they played against. Who were some of the players that, uh, that surprised you? Like we're either, uh, we don't have to say we're, we're not as impressive as you expected, but definitely yeah. over exceeded your expectations. Yeah. Um, I say this with the like highest form of respect because she only surprised me because she's a rookie. And sometimes you don't understand what a 30 year old rookie is going to bring to the league and how they can really affect the league. But Rebecca Gardner for Chicago is like the X factor to me. Like just the way she has played, the way she really stepped into the league has defended the best players or the best guards day after day, night after night Um, is such a world-class person. When you meet her in person, just so graceful. Um, I think she has been someone that just in my small interactions with her throughout the season have just always walked away. So impressed, like, so like you're a pro's pro. Um, and so she's, you know, just been one of those players. I'm like, I'm always excited to watch her. Like I, I could watch her play her clips. I feel like all day because of her hustle, her heart, her talent, her intensity, um, Kalia copper, another one. And that's not, it's not surprising, but you know, Kalia is from Philly. Um, and so I grew up, you know, watching her playing against her, just saw that she had signed to Gatorade and has a sponsorship and a partnership with them. And just to see that as somebody from the South Jersey, Philly area that grew up as a hooper and seeing her connected to Gatorade is amazing. Um, and so I would say the other day, like I saw that and I was like, wow, like I'm so proud of her and just where she's come from. Um, it's always cool seeing Diana Taurasi in person. Like, you know, it's always cool calling yeah. and having to say DT hit another three again. Um, and so I think being in Phoenix, they had a really good atmosphere. I remember that was pretty cool. Same thing with Seattle, really like the atmosphere with Seattle um, and just being on the road. I think it's so cool that we traveled. And so you get to experience these teams, right? Like, what is the arena experience? Like, what are the fans like, is it, you know, the different things that they promote and market. And so um, that was interesting. And I I think just, uh, I'm going to be honest with you, you know, in terms of a lot of coaches, I really respect the coaches in the W as well, just constantly going through zoom calls and talking to them in person and gathering information like Tanisha Wright for Atlanta. So impressive. Uh, And I don't, and I don't think anyone is surprised at how well she did, you know, but just to get to know her and to talk basketball with her. And, you know, she's very consistent day in and day out. I think we called every game that Connecticut played against, you know, for Atlanta. And so um, got to see a lot of her. So I think she was impressive on the coaching side, Sandy Brondello, someone that I had never really come in contact with before, you know, just talking to Sandy and, and, you know, seeing how New York has just, we're seeing it right now, right? Like really kind of evolved and gotten to that point where they feel like they're hitting their streak and their, you know, peak at the right time. 
Um, but having had conversations with her when this team was struggling, you know, and couldn't win in a certain month and was like a seven, eight game losing streak and just seeing how she developed her team and the pieces that she's put together, I think were really impressive. So, um, you know, both on the coach's side and player side, there have been some people who have just really stuck out to me. Like, I'm so glad I met you on my path in the W. Um, but there are so many more I could name, but like I said, those are the ones that really came to mind first. Um, and then I think James Wade, a lot of Chicago love right now. I know. Sorry. foreshadowing maybe <laughs> stop stop uh obviously my Connecticut son you know working with Kurt Miller and the team like I said you know they just um welcomed us with open arms and it was really fun traveling with this team on the road like getting to know these coaches but I think James Wade too like had time to speak to him during WNBA All-Star and just um such a I don't know just such a leader you know just such like a good person like you walk away like thinking about the conversation you have with him and, you know, what the opportunities that he's giving this women and how much he invests in his players. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a really cool season, honestly, like I, and inside I'm jumping off the page right now, but you know, it's, it was really Love cool. That. W. Love that. I, uh, I've, I've definitely been taken aback. Like any, I feel like obviously it gets blown up more, um, when there's big reactions uh, from James Wade in press conferences, but mm -hmm. lately the way he's been dealing with media, uh, I'm, I wouldn't say a, I, I'm not afraid. I just, yeah. I'd rather avoid that situation, but we'll absolutely co-sign all the Sandy Brindella love. Oh my God. Like just <laughs> the, she just makes you feel so comfortable talking mm -hmm. to her. And uh, I, I have high hopes for her and that team and that organization and, where they're going to go win or lose tomorrow. Yeah. Um, it's a good segue. Uh, that was a good segue, Dana. That was a good... What about you? What about your thoughts over this season? I mean, you know, you are avid W follower, um, all, probably betting on nearly almost every game, you know, obviously invested in your Liberty, which you're getting the return right now. So I get it. You are a loyal fan who stuck with it. Um, well, what about you? What were some of your bright spots or players you enjoyed watching or just, you know, media stuff? What, what did you experience that you want to talk about? Oh, uh, meeting you, number one. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, but it is great. I'm serious. You're one of, yeah, you're one of my favorite people on earth. You uh, are my bright spot, Dano. You are my bright spot. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, I mean, yeah, there's definitely been certain players that have stuck, stuck out to me. Uh, I mean, I think I'm definitely like, I love that you led with Rebecca Gardner, probably someone who doesn't get enough attention, right? Um, for me, it's like watching Maureen Johannes play basketball is like one of the, I'm, I'm trying to describe it in a completely PG version, but it's <laughs> like, I, I don't, I, I don't even want to hang out with my wife. I'd rather just watch Maureen play basketball. No offense if she hears this, but God, it is so beautiful. Like it's poetry. It's yes. like snaps. Like it's just like it's poetry. That's a good one. That is a good one. I support that. Thank you. Of course, Kelsey Plum can't get enough. Uh yeah. just like just her mechanics, like the way she skips and is able to create space, make the defender just get just a half step off before she moves. Uh yeah. I mean. She's a joy to watch. Uh, then you got dominance, like seeing Asia Wilson in person never really gets old. Like not at all. Yeah. God. Um, and then I I can't say enough good things about Ryan Howard. You know, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. just I love seeing her 
grow, show emotion, like really know that she belongs in the league and is excelling in the league, obviously is an all-star in her first year. So yeah. uh, the league's in good hands for sure. And yeah. I was happy to be a part of the, the 2022 season in some capacity and still got a long way to go. Yeah, um, I could have all of those. I think Ryan, what I love about Ryan is she's so soft-spoken until she gets on the court and then like she lights you up for 30 and makes you remember it you know and it's like wow was I just talking to her because she'd be like hey how are you like so soft-spoken yeah so nice and then like you said on the court just completely confident and know she belongs in the W I really love that I'm trying to think of other players that remind me of that but I don't know I I feel like I should have watched more Mystics games this year and I'm really sad that they're they're Mm -hmm. out of it uh so for anyone who's wondering, we're recording on Monday, August 22nd, uh, day before the game three of uh, the New York Liberty hosting the Chicago Sky, hosting at home. Thoughts on uh, the lower seed getting to host in a game three? Did you see three? my face drop? I thought you were going to ask. Did you see my face drop? No. No. Stop. So, well, the league should just pay for <laughs> teams to go back, forth, back, forth if necessary. <laughs> Is that what it is? Is that the reason? I assume. We're assuming that's so. Yeah, we yeah, that would make sense. Um, yeah, my sentiments are with James Wade. What exactly what he said is exactly what goes. I don't understand why that that is a thing, and it's and it's not fair. And obviously, it favors the lower seed, which normally in playoffs is not the norm. It is not supposed to favor the lower seed. Yeah, I'm trying to think of any other league where you'd have this situation. <laughs> um, where Lower City is hosting a uh, elimination game, and and obviously your your uh, Connecticut Sun are in the same situation. So I was gonna say, like, yeah, and it's it's just, yeah, it's just it just it, the setup should be in favor of the higher seed. I truly believe because what are you what are you the higher seed for? Like, what did you work for to be the higher seed if it's not in your favor? And I understand that they played, you know, two home games back to back. People say, yeah, you're supposed to win at home, but no, obviously things happen. These are playoffs. Like we don't expect all playoffs in round threes, right. Or, or rounds one and two best of three to be two zero. Like we don't expect two teams, you know, you expect someone to fight back and figure out how to win the next game. And so if you were expecting that, I'm not sure how you as the league expecting that thought it was okay for the lower seed teams to host. I just, I just don't, it's, it's beyond, it's beyond me, but yeah. It makes for a more interesting series. I mean, because that's now it's like we're gonna see what these one and two seeds are really made of, you know, or three and four. Like we're gonna see what these higher seeds are really made of because you gotta go on the road and travel and yep. win. And you know that New York and Dallas are gonna pack the house. Oh yeah. Uh I mean, I won a lot of money on the Liberty the other night. And I uh I definitely bought like I think I, I don't know how many pairs of tickets and gave them away to random people. Uh I wanna see it packed. Do I think the New York Liberty are going to win outright. I don't think so, but I would love for them to. That would that would be like one of the coolest nights in the history of the world if that happens tomorrow. But uh, it's hard to hard to doubt the sky. Uh, but I am getting I'm getting a little worried about how much love you're showing Chicago. Either way, uh, <laughs> you brought up James Wade way too many times. Um, so let's uh, let's let's quickly before we get into that. It's the largest margin of victory in a first round ever. Obviously, it's, you know, three games, but uh, three game series. But um, I, 
I do feel like we probably wouldn't get these blots if we had the old format, but still I do like having actual series. You get more people watching the games they are all nationally televised. So there are good things and bad things, but. And it's more realistic. I mean, it makes for better TV, just knowing that, you know, sometimes these games aren't final, right. Or forcing something to an elimination game. It like makes it more of a chess match that I think that's my favorite part about series is that you see what, adjustments coaches and players make down the line like what do they do differently in game one they did in game three you know and the responses like both teams Connecticut and Chicago or Connecticut and New York are going to have to have responses like what what's the difference what was a secret weapon that had New York shock the world in that first series right versus Chicago and what's going to be a secret weapon tomorrow I mean I and also New York is a little easier to kind of figure out if, if they make threes, they can, they can literally beat anybody. 100%. Um, 100%. And, uh, you know, it was probably good for them to have a cold day. Um, but then again, Chicago's defense, like also had a lot to do with that. So, uh, I mean. Suffocating. Oh, that game too is suffocating. I was like, can they let them like inbound the ball? <laughs> I know it wasn't, it was not fun to watch as a New York fan, but uh getting into game three what do you think is the biggest key uh for new york to have a chance in this game i'm gonna say i mean we know that their bread and butter is knocking down threes absolutely and and i think that new york you know is a team that's focusing on outscoring you less defending you right sure sure um and so i feel like it's going to be precise ball movement and knocking down threes i don't think they're going to win if they don't shoot the three at a high clip which at home they play confident. Their ball movement has been on the money. Like that was something that I really noticed in that first game was just, oh, the ball movement. Like I felt like so many plays we could have clipped where someone only dribbled once or twice and an open shot was, you know, created. Um, And so I feel like that's going to be the key is like, you got to make Chicago work and swarm and switch and rotate. And then you just got to exploit their mismatches. I also think for New York though, a bright spot with some of their depth you see is really coming back, right? Like Dee, Dee Richards played, you know, in that second game, even though they weren't losing the minutes, get the minutes. Yep. And, and do well, like Jocelyn will be able to peek in there. Um, obviously we've seen Sammy Whip come all the time, but because of Benajah Laney coming back and then Johannes, she hasn't played as much, but their, their bench is going to have to be crucial as well. If one person can come in and have five here, six here, four here, three here, that all adds up at the very end. And so I feel like a loaded answer, but ball movement, knocking down threes and then bench production is going to have to be huge. They're going to have to make New York, uh, like Chicago's defense work. That is going to have to be the goal. Make their defense work. God, you're making me feel (laughs) like there's a real chance here. Um, And I, I do think they keep it close. I think it's going to be a high scoring game. I, I do think there's going to be a, I mean, I, I don't, and this is the first ever uh, New York Liberty playoff game at Barclays too. So yeah. it should be a great crowd. Yeah. Um, it's at 9 PM Eastern. Yeah. Like I better drink my coffee at four. Cause I'm going to need to be up. <laughs> right. Oh my well, God. Let me, let me tell you, I think the deciding factor in these games, um, is also youth, you know, like youth can take it. You can take it one way or another, right? Like New York's so young thinking that, Hey, we can steal a game in Chicago first round. Yeah. That's because of your youth. Right. And like you just being reckless and relentless and not going in there fearless or going in there fearless. Um, but, and they found a way to win in that end of that game. And I was so impressed because I'm like, that's the youth, but Sabrina, you said it, you know, she was like, we've been in these games all season. We just need to figure out. And now we figured it out. But I wonder 
on the road, Chicago veteran team have been here before trying to be the first team to repeat since the sparks did in like 96, 98. And so are we going to see that veteran presence come out and just completely like snatch the souls of the young New York team that I also feel like could happen. Yeah. And I feel like we might get a, uh, like a vintage Candace Parker game. Like she's like, it's my time. Uh, and like, it's hard, so hard to bet against Kalia Copper at this point. Uh, probably the most consistent player on that roster. I mean, if you look at the second half of the season, like yeah. I don't remember the last time you got a, like, I'll say, I'll say bad. I don't remember the last bad game Kalia Copper had. Yeah. Um, I'm that sure that it's a bad game. You know, we asked her that and there was a different answer, but that sure. we think is a bad game. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, she just can't be stopped. I think you really have to hope she has bad games. Yeah. To me, that she's one of those players. Like you got to hope mentally she's off, and then physically she's off. Otherwise, you, I don't think you're doing anything to stop her. Gosh, well, <laughs> but they have a chance. Listen, it's yeah. playoff basketball. Anybody yes. can. They definitely have a chance. New York with the 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 clip that they can shoot threes in their depth. Yep. They have a chance. I'm I will definitely not outright say like, oh, Chicago should easily. Absolutely not. But I, I do think Chicago will come out on top. I do. Okay. I, I just don't think that Vandersloot, Parker, Kalia, Quigley, anybody else is going to let it go that easy. No, not in the first round. I don't think they're going to get shocked like that. Now, if we were in second round, I might have a different story. Okay. We'll, we'll, come, we'll definitely come <laughs> back to that. All right. All right. So, I mean, I'm taking Chicago as well. Uh, okay. I do think it'll be close. Mm-hmm. Uh, thinking like 90 to 87 90 85 heartbreak uh hits the liberty but um great season great growth uh who knows maybe uh we get an all-star one of the mvp candidate coming from seattle next year who knows okay, um hey throwing that out there yeah sorry. i mean we always gotta throw it in the universe um okay next game uh wednesday mm-hmm we have, I mean, I call them your Connecticut son, but yeah, uh, you know, whatever. Fine. But you know, guilty by association. That's yeah. <laughs> uh, this point, we call Chicago too. <laughs> honestly, so, so I was definitely surprised that Connecticut didn't put up a fight until basically the fourth quarter when the. I mean, I guess it was really just Dijonay and Brown Jones creating things at the very end. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, that game was way worse than the score indicated. 100%. If, before we get into the actual game three, if Connecticut goes down, do you think it's time for a change at the head coaching position? Are you allowed to talk about this? Is it weird? Am I allowed to talk about it? No, I mean, I'm, you know, it's playoff time, so I'm no longer calling these games. Um the only thing that I'll say is the hard part about Connecticut is that for the last two, three years, this team has been the best team statistically, like has won the most amount of games, has lost the least amount of games. And so record in that they look good, you know, obviously have gotten to the finals a couple of years ago. We're heartbroken, like, but they have done well in the league. I think injuries is something that continues to happen, which you cannot control. Like would this team, and and this is no knock against an Atisha Heideman or Yvonne Anderson that was playing earlier and Odyssey Sims that's there now, huge fan of Odyssey Sims have been so ever since I have seen her like with the basketball, but would this team be completely different or 
truly at a peak with Jasmine Thomas as the point guard? Don't know. I mean, I, I it's it's hard to trust this team because um, I really thought they had something good going at the end of the year. I mean, if you look at their net rating, they were uh, I think over the last ten games they were the best team in the NBA or WNBA. Yeah. So uh, it's and you probably aren't going to have the money to keep Rihanna Jones next year. It's going to look different. I don't know that if I'm running that team that I would bring Matt the coach. And that's my opinion. Mm. If they don't get it done, if they get knocked out of this round, yikes. Uh, and then, you know, you look ahead, you have to play against a team that you haven't beat in at least a calendar year. Yeah. So. Which, which I will say, and not looking too far ahead, but that also may work in their favor. Like it, if you have so much tape, so much game tape, so many different adjustments that you have make, you might just be able to find the right recipe at the right time. Like we've seen it before with other teams. We saw it with Chicago last year. True. We were all like Chicago stopped. Yeah. Right, right recipe, right time. So I, I will say that. But um, yeah, I just think I just think in the last few years, this team has done really good. They just have to find a way to win in postseason. They just have to find a way to win and survive in postseason. But I'm 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 really serious in this. It just starts with their it starts with their starts. Like they cannot mm. afford to start off slow, especially when you're playing a Dallas team that can score in different ways that still shoots the three at a good clip without a Rike Gumbawale playing in the game. Like oh, Tierra McCowan now has stepped into her queendom and is commanding the paint. Like they have to start off strong. They, they cannot. And, and I'm sure that's going to be of emphasis as anything is right. Like after you drop a game yeah. that you're not supposed to drop and you start off slow and you're going on the road, the focus is going to be all about the start. What is the first quarter going to look like? But that's going to go for the rest of the playoffs. If they happen to win this game, which I think that they will, I think that they have enough maturity. I think that they have a great coaching staff that knows what to do. I don't think it will be easy. I think Dallas is going to fight like hell. They are going to have a Marina Mabry dog fight tomorrow I, or, or <laughs> Wednesday. I truly believe but I think that their veteran leadership is going to make sure that they secure the win. Um, but it's going to be about their starts. It has been, this has been a story all season. Like it's just them starting games. At one point they were the, the worst in the league at first quarter starts. They were getting outscored like 20. And, and so I, I feel like that's just where they have to start. It, it's just focusing on that. And then they have players who have been in situations who have been in close games who can pull out and know how to win playoff games, right? Like you have a Dewana Bonner leading this team. You have a Courtney Williams on the wing also knows how to win games. Um, John Quell Jones, like, you know, those three, and, and obviously Alyssa Thomas, the engine, like those three are really going to have to show their veteran leadership and pull out games. And then the, the more that you get out of a DJ Carrington and Brianna Jones, the amazing success that you're going to have. And I think for Natisha Heideman come playoff time, the most important thing for a point guard is taking care of the basketball, like making sure your team gets a shot up every time down the floor, understanding who needs to be shooting the ball at this time. I think that we're going to see her leadership and, and really her role challenge in these playoffs, because at the end of the day, you've got to have a point guard that is on point, Like The best teams mm -hmm. always, every single time have veteran point guards that are on point. I, I am so excited for both of these games. <laughs> like, uh, I know I'm going to be texting you like, oh my God, no, wait. <laughs> oh God. Um, so outside, I mean, you brought her up before, but how, how cool is it for you? Uh, Cause I know you do have a relationship with her. 
personally and professionally, but like seeing Jazz Thomas on uh, ESPN, um, I know she's talked about getting into that as you've told yeah. me before, but uh, what was that like for you? I, I literally like saw it pop up and I said, oh my God, Jazz. And I pulled out my phone and I went to record and I was like, yes, Jazz. Um, it, it, it was a surprise to me only because I didn't know that she was going to be there, uh, but not a surprise at all. I think in knowing Jazz and, and her being a pro's pro, just she speaks so eloquent. She always handles herself in the right way. Um, and she really knows the game and can think the game. And I think if you know, you know, her story and just, you know, playing at Duke, like leaving as a junior and going to NBA, someone who like did not take her senior year. And so she has always been ahead of the game. And so I just feel like also in terms of going into broadcasting, she will be ahead of the game. Um, yeah, but it was really, I sent her a text afterwards, like, yo, I'm so proud of you. Like you killed it. Um, and so I, I was happy for her. I, I love that we're putting more black women on TV and I love that it's more former W players that are you know, getting into that, I think it's a lane that is wide open for them to, you know, share their experiences and their inputs in a league. And obviously jazz, you know, is not retired yet, but going into, I think her 11th or 12th, 13th year in this league, right. Has got to be a thought in her mind. And so could definitely see this as possibly, you know, a move after retirement um, that I think she would excel in. And so just, just super happy to have seen her do that and know that she got the chance to do it. And in playoffs, you know, this was not like regular season. This was playoffs, big time, big time basketball. And she was adding really good input in the studio. So, oh, Jazz, love you. I'm so proud of you. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm, so, I love that you asked that. You know me so well, because you know I was like jumping for joy when I saw her on TV. I'm like, ah, it's <laughs> uh, I mean, it's it's really cool to see, especially like something actually manifest itself. Woman, I don't know what was whatever the word is. Uh, okay. Yeah, womanifest, <laughs> whatever. Um, but you know, uh, it's cool that like you you talked about this possibly happening, and then you see it just like you know uh, come true. And that was like a month ago. So uh, yeah. I really wish that we had some different picks and that we weren't taking the easy way out. Uh, and just picking these high seeds. So uh, because of that, I think I am, uh, I think I'm taking Dallas in an upset. Okay. I'm well, yeah, you're not going to pick Chicago. You, that would just be going against your blood. No, no I mean, Ch Chicago is going to win. I think New York is going to keep it close. Yeah. Okay. That would have never been your hot take though. You know what? I don't think either option is bad. Like, yes, these are the playoffs, but we have followed these teams. We have seen the recipes like, it, it could 100% go either way. I just feel like both of these teams have something to prove. You know, Chicago, again, trying to repeat. And Connecticut has been the better team in the last two to three years in the W and has not gotten a championship yet. And so that is also on their minds, right? Like, they're, I truly believe they're not even thinking about, hey, this series right now. Well, yes, they are. But also in the back of their minds, too, is like, bro, we still have yet to win one. Like, we still have yet to win one. And right. so... You got me. You got me. Yeah, I'm trying to tell you that, you know, that pressure. Listen, mixed diamonds or uh, pipes, we're going to see. <laughs> well, I, all I can, I mean, one thing for sure is so good to be back talking with you. Uh, love you. Love you all listening. Uh, get excited. We have two awesome games coming up. We have awesome content coming from Her Hoop Stats and the betting site or betting platform by Her Hoop Stats. Spread the floor. Give us all a follow. Uh, we'll be back with you next week. Love it. Missed you, fam. Good to be back. I'll be texting you during these games. Heck yeah. 